The following program was produced by a community producer. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. Well, I hope you like that a brand new opening that we debuted tonight. It's been a long time coming, and we're very proud of it, and I hope you enjoyed that. We got a great show for you tonight. Uh, my guest is someone you know very well here in the city of Malden and beyond. He is a comic. He is an actor. He's an entertainer. He is, of course, Dave Russo, Malden's own Dave Russo. And uh, before we uh, uh, start our chat tonight, well, why don't we take a look at Dave out at the Laugh Factory in Vegas. Wrestled Division One in college, hurt my knee recently. My doctor goes, Dave, you shouldn't go jog anymore. It's bad for your knee. But if you want to continue working out, you should go speed walking. Have you seen these nut jobs 6.30 in the morning? Good morning. <laughs> I'm behind them on my scooter. Like, do they have any idea how foolish they look? <laughs> I got to switch legs. My right leg's getting huge. <laughs> There you have it. Welcome to the program, hey, Mr. Russo. Mikey, yeah, my leg's getting huge right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? Hey, you know what? I like the new intro. Uh, for you. those of you out there, uh, I saw the 02148 sign in front of Monero's. That's right. Which is a new Brazilian restaurant, which which is, I've, I've had, actually had dinner there a couple times. Very good. Uh, a big fan. It used to be the old UFO uh, uh, factory there. Uh, Is used, that right? used furniture outlet. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, That's why right. I think I got into uh, extraterrestrials and growing up in Malden. Yeah, yeah. We're very, <laughs> every, day, every day is Halloween in Malden. We're very excited. <laughs> we debuted, debuted that with you tonight. Yeah. You know? I, look at I, I thought it was great. I, I knew exactly where we were. I knew every place. Faces is new. That, 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 that couldn't have been on the old one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, faces. So, of course, our friend Paul Hammersley with those great sky shots of the new government center and the new city of Malden is just beautiful, the gateway. Paul would like this joke. He's flying high in different ways now oh. <laughs> with his uh oh. with his uh, photography oh, oh and of God, course yeah. in charge of the moa moa uh, Malden overcomes addiction he's I, he just celebrated his 10 year uh, anniversary we speaking did of which right you had the big fundraiser a week or two ago we did um like i mentioned uh dom Des desario um i want to give him a shout out because he originally started the Malden overcomes addiction and uh, i i believe about paul in or somehow that you know totally entwined together and unfortunately a couple of years ago dom passed but uh we right. continue to go in this year in his honor, and uh, and we celebrate 10 years. Uh, Lenny Clark stopped by, who's been in sobriety, I want to yeah, say since I like 2000. He's in over 25 years. Um, we had uh, we had a few comedians that, that have been uh, that have been in sobriety, or I'm not sure the correct terminology, but right. they've uh, right. been in the program, and they performed, and uh, it was a success. We raised a ton of money. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Good old Malden. Well, look, uh, I think this is your third time. We love having you come on. You yeah. always answer the call. You're yeah. a busy guy, so I appreciate it. Well, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's always, uh, come on. I always I have a blast coming down here. Yeah. I know. It's very cool. I, I actually, you know, it, I'm wearing this shirt right now because uh, we're in the 02148, and our, and our colors are blue and gold. 
And, Golden uh, Tornadoes. And, and this is the year that I graduated high school. 88. 88, yeah. 88. We can talk about that. that. My Same mom. You had, you had my mom. You know, your mom was right. my freshman gym teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she was a fan of mine because I was a little spark plug. <laughs> and I had strong legs. And she taught me this. And I, I still remember to this day, I don't do squats. And I always tell people, for some reason, it made sense to me. Uh, we use the, the machine um, that you lean back and then push your legs up. Yes. Instead of standing with the weight, the free weights. Yeah. And it made sense to me because you were stabilized pushing up. And when you're on, when you're standing up, you're not really because the, the weights are like this. And I've never done squats since then, and I got good knees. So thanks to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time I said to your brother once, um, yeah. and he was quick, yeah. uh, to Gary, I said, hey, I had your mom. For uh, for gym teacher, he goes. You had my mom. That <laughs> was like I was at Saint Rocco's feast, and, I, and I was like a, I was like a freshman. I was like a, probably a junior in high school. I was senior, and I was like, oh man, cool, good comeback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 He did a little subbing back then, so uh, substitute. You know what? I heard he was like a gym teacher or something like that. Didn't he like? Was he like subbing gym or something like that? Not sure. He might. What's he teaching? Yeah, they bounce around. Teaching music, maybe they vocals. Probably... <laughs> no, we put him in. We put him in science class. <laughs> well, we showed a clip actually uh, of you in the last factory <coughs> out in Vegas. You're heading out there next week, yeah. and also coincidentally, it's it's your 20 year anniversary. Talk about that. You know, I it's two decades I perform. I've been performing in Las Vegas. It's like I'm drinking. <laughs> I've been I've been performing in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, for two decades, That's March awesome. March two thousand three, and I got the and how I ended up getting booked there is I had won the comedy festival in two thousand, and Bob Gethardt's daughter, who was the booker, was friends with the late great Kevin Knox. Okay, so yeah. Kevin Knox, I was his open act. He was a fan of mine, and they were all friends. And uh, she came to the Boston Comedy Fest. She saw him perform, and I you know I had to jump through hoops, you know, audition, audition, even though she was like the booker, she still had to go to her dad. Who was from Philadelphia? I went to college in Pennsylvania, like at, that that said wrestle Division One right, in Pennsylvania, right. the best high school wrestling. So I had to like really earn his trust. And then I got in there, and he and he said to me, "This is how crazy the business is." I remember Joey Nettie telling me this. So I did my first show, March two thousand three. There's fourteen shows. I got in the night before. Joey Nettie meets me. We hang out in Vegas the first time ever. Met the Monte Carlo. Met here. I wake up, I'm, I, I'm a little off. I go, oh, my God, the show's in like 45 minutes. <laughs> so I get down there, I'm, I'm ready to go, and, they, and the guy goes, man, they just said they've never seen an opening act be that energetic. <laughs> I was like, I was like wow. I did really well, right? Wow. But this is the freaky business. <clears throat> I do well, and they don't hire me back. So, after, so this, this is like the only time I ever had like guts in the business, because you don't want to like burn bridges, you don't want to do these things. Sure. But I had got word that um, he didn't like if he worked for the competition club. And the competition club, who was Ray Garvey, rest his soul, he was a police officer, blue-collar guy, liked my work ethic, wanted to hire me there. And I said, look, it, i got to be honest with you. He doesn't like if I work for you. So I went and called the guy. I go, listen, if you're not going to hire me, no disrespect, but I'm going to work for the other guy. Boom. I got hired right there, and that just happened to be October of 2004, the week the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time in 86 years, and I was working with author, Boston comic legend, Mike Donovan. Wow. So that was like, that's it kind of, uh, a lot of history with these 20 years. I mean, that was just within two years of well, that. Well, how happened. long had you been <coughs> doing comedy when you... I, uh, I, I started doing, I got first, my first paid gig was February of 97. Okay. February 14, 15, and 1997. And then April of 2000, won the, Boston, won the inaugural Boston Comedy Festival. Yeah. And then was doing the college tour in 03. That's pretty much when everything happened. I was really doing well. The 9-11 happened, you have to understand. Oh, yeah. So I had moved to New York City. I taped a TV show in New York City, New York City with Robert Klein on the Metro Channel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was – and that's even – I don't even want to get into that story. I, I – uh, it was it was a, a show at the comic strip, the world-famous comic strip in New York City. I don't know if I if I always knew I had Dave Russo privilege or Malden privilege because I, I wasn't on the list, but I looked around and bah, I just put my name on the list and I put David J instead of David Russo, and they called me up and I passed and the next thing you know I, was, I did well, I didn't I, I passed uh, I ended up getting on New Joke City with Robert Klein, wow uh, Rory Rosegarden Ray Romano's manager called me and said you ever been on TV, and I was like and I said no but I had been on TV but I think I, I think it, like meant doing comedy right right. And he goes, well, you're getting, we're putting you on New York City with Robert Klein. And, uh, and so I ended up, that was before 9-11, and then shortly after 9-11, so then it was nothing. Nothing happened. 
So then in 03, I started doing the colleges, and uh, that's how I ended up. I, got, I don't know. I got I got white privilege again. I think that's what ended up happening. I said, listen, if you're not going to hire me here, I'm going somewhere else, buddy. And then they hired me. So it's like one of those things. And now you can't have me, and now they want me. So it's such a crazy business. Well, when did the Boston Comedy Festival? That that kind of that was huge. That was a big moment. You know, right? you know there was eight, you know there was eighty five people that competed in that competition the first year, twenty three years. Which just they just had the twenty third year this May twenty just just a week ago. I heard you talk yeah. about that. And so it was eighty five people, and some of them are still people I work with today, and a lot of them are headliners. I was an opening act. I just happened to have a good a good ten minute opening act. You know, and uh, and in those festivals. You know, a lot of those comedians, they have like 15 minutes. Oh, what am I going to do? Am I going to do this joke? Am I going to do that joke? I only had five minutes. I just had to do what I had, so I didn't have to think about that. And it was tight because that's all I was doing every day, opening acts. So I kind of, right time, right place. Yeah. Time was everything on that yeah. one. Yeah. And, and, and does it, the E, the Wayne Newton, that whole thing, that whole competition, okay. does that tie into Vegas? or So no, 100% absolute ties yeah. in Vegas. This is the craziest uh, thing. Okay. I, that, that, I forgot about this stuff. It was so long ago, and pot is legal in Massachusetts. You can't remember <laughs> these things. So, uh, all right, so in March of 03, you know, halfway through, I'm trying to get rebooked, and I'm going, they don't tell me, so I go, all right, I'm going I'm to go over this one, so then they bring me back. So now, uh, October 2004, I'm there. Uh, they just happen to be auditioning for a TV show called The Entertainer, starring Wayne Newton. Now, once again, I, I, man, I had more confidence in myself, because back then I was like, I don't want to drive to New York for, I, I don't want to drive, I, I was very bold, I don't want to drive to New York for an audition. I was like, I'm not going to New York for an audition. And then they just had that same audition that I was going to have to drive to New York just happened to be auditioning in Vegas the week I was there. And I was with my friend Junior, who has since passed away, and he was kind of a mover and a shaker. He was actually very good friends with John Panetta, if we want to talk Malden. His dad was John Panetta's manager. Wow. And so he was the son, and I figured, well, he did well with this kid. Let me, let me, you know, and he actually, to be quite honest with you, he kind of smoothed those people over when we did the auditions. So during the week, I'm doing the 14 shows in Vegas, and it's the same week that the Red Sox win the World Series for the first time in 86 years. So you're already naturally high on life. Yeah. I'm performing in Vegas on the Strip. Yeah. I'm naturally high on life. Uh, the Red Sox are killing it. Now I'm auditioning for TV shows. And, and the craziest thing is, uh, it was kind of easy. It really was easy because they had all comedians from like the West Coast or like Vegas comedians that were auditioning in Las Vegas. And Vegas comedians auditioning in Vegas are not, uh, they kind of have like a Vegas act. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think kids of Vegas. Well, you know, it's like, it's not really a, a, it's a different style of comedy. Yeah. So they had all this one style, and I was this kid from Boston who just won the World Series for the first time in 86 years. I'm in Las Vegas with my best friend. And uh, so that, that kind of played well into the camera. Okay. And I remember having to, that whole audition process was pretty wild. It has bald and ties as well. Am I rambling on too much? No, keep going. All right, so I, check I this out. I love that stuff so, when I watch those videos. So check this out. So, yeah. so this is what ended up happening. So I, so the, year, the week the Red Sox won the World Series, I auditioned for this TV show, and they had me come back twice in the same week. Now, I'm not going to tell you what time I got home in late for the second. <laughs> the first audition, I go, I nailed it. They go, we want you back. I was like, ah, fine. I kind of went out late last that night. But I made it. I nailed it. And uh, and so I was at Mix 360. It was it was actually called, this is in November. So the audition was in October. Yeah. Um, in it's between October. A town line. So in between October and, and here, they, they now fly me out for a third audition to, um, now I go to L.A. Now I meet the president of the E-Network. His daughter, and so this is what I'm, I'm. I go through this whole thing about this thirty. They narrow down ten thousand to five thousand to thirty people, and then they bring it to all these. I had to take a blood test. I had to take. A, um, they had to take. A, uh, I passed one of those mental tests where I had to take fifteen hundred questions. I'm like, I go, I'm gonna snap if I have to answer any more of these questions. And they go, any naked photos of you? I'm like, I have them. Any naked videos? I'm like, I have them. You know what I mean? I'm just being goofy. You know what I mean? And uh, oh, they did everything. They 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 had a private Just investigator to, to go on TV to be on the TV show, The Entertainer. Uh, yes, yeah, and because back then, uh, well, you know, it was after nine eleven too. It was after well, oh. it was yeah, it was after nine eleven, but it was it's a reality show. Okay. So they wanted to make sure. I mean, oh. I remember in the oh, first yeah. meeting when they picked. You know, you're making me think all these things back now. So I remember it, it, when I was there for that week, I had they flew me out and I had to do all these auditions and I had to audition in front of Wayne Newton's on the TV, so I can't see him. 
And then there's the president of E and this and that and the mother-in-law and this and that. And I have to make these. So at the time, I was doing this whole clean joke and dirty joke thing. Yeah. And I said, well, I have a clean version or a dirty version. I said, you have a daughter here. I said, what, yeah. what's your name? And I think she, her, her name was uh, like Wendy. I was like, no kidding. That's my dad's name. It was just some stuff. And she got a kick out of it. And I did the stupid waterbed bit, which... I don't know if I've ever shown you this oh, waterbed, but yeah, I think we, we have we have a video. We before. Yeah. yeah, so I did this whole thing of uh, just uh, water. <laughs> and, yeah. and long story short, I had an older sister. It was a lot of women in the room. I did a lot of my older sister jokes. They kind of liked. It. I remember going outside, telling my mother, "Going if ten people did better than me on that audition, I don't get. I rocked it. I, I you never. And when you come out of an audition, you never feel like good. I was like, I, I think I nailed it. Really, I think I nailed it. And I remember being at the top. So now fast with the town line. I'm playing Texas Hold with my buddy Pete Costello in those little tournaments, and I have Ace King, and they called, and I went all in, and I lost, and uh, but I got the call that I made this year the show. <laughs> I mean, if I won without Ace King, I would have won the whole show. <laughs> but so when you won the year, though. All right, let me let me back up. Sorry about that. I ADD'd for a second. <laughs> so I I went to I went to L.A. They fly me. I do all these auditions, blood tests, drug tests, uh, this test, that test, and so then. Um, I'm back in Malden waiting to see what happens. So I just happen to be a charity event at the town line in Malden. And uh, and I'm playing poker. My best friend, Pete Costello. And I got a call from the woman. And, her, and, her, and she, was, she was a casting agent. Uh, Devereaux. Uh, and with that being, she was from Cape Cod originally. Okay. And she said, I, uh, and I was playing poker. And she, she said, Dave, I, I, have, I have bad news for you. I said, I can already tell by your voice that I made the show. <laughs> she goes, oh, she was going yeah, she was trying to reverse me, and I was like all in this goofy mood, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I, I kind of be honest with you, that's a bad tell. I think I made this. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, she, and she literally was like, uh, Courtney, Courtney Dubois, that was her name. Courtney Dubois was her name. And, uh, and she said, you're in, you made it. And so that was very exciting. And, um, and then you fast forward for the whole month of December, I was living in Elvis Presley's $25,000 a night suite Come on. Uh, at the top of the Hilton right next to Barry Manilow. Wow. And it was $25,000 a night. And I remember the first episode, they kicked somebody out in the first episode. Marla Schultz from New York. And, uh, and she was the other comedian on the show. There was, uh, I was a traditional stand-up. She was a traditional stand-up and a physical comedian. And, um, and right away, man. And she had to actually stay in the hotel for like three weeks because we all signed a con that we were going to be away for three weeks. So back then is when you when, when you had like a Crackberry. They called it the Crackberry. And we had the cell phones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, they took our phones away from us. Okay, not like in reality shows today. Yeah. We got our phones taken away from us. We were mic'd up all the time. Yeah. And. Uh, that was odd. It was very odd. Yeah. But it was a $25,000 a night suite. And we all had our own rooms. It was really quite amazing. That quite was before amazing. the America's Got Talent uh, well, music singing. Well, you know, it, it? it was basically uh, the whole concept was uh, what it takes to be a headlining act in Las Vegas. Oh, great and so it's basically the same thing as America's Got Talent. As a matter of fact, they kind of sued each other, and who knows what happened. The E Network, we were on the first ep uh, pilot episode in uh, January 20th, 2005, and I think America's Got Talent aired in like 07. So they had a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, timing. Once wow. again, my time. Yeah, uh, we, we were slated to do season two on the E Network, and I was going to be one of the co-hosts, one of the judges on the show, which I would have enjoyed doing way more. Like that's a kind of a coaching thing. Like you, you didn't try hard enough. You didn't prepare. And of course, you. Of course, you. I saw the video. Uh, you met Wayne. You. Oh. You. You got it. And you. Did you end up headline? Uh, okay. Opening for him later on. So. So Wayne really took a liking to me. Yeah. Uh, he had some East Coast ties. He used to perform at the Chateau de Ville on Route 1. It used to be the palace before, uh, after the palace. Oh, before yeah. the palace, rather. And so, yeah, he used to perform, he used to perform the Chateau, if you remember that wow. place. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he had some East Coast ties. He's done some stuff in, uh, throughout New England, you know. And um, he took a liking to me. He liked the fact, uh, I don't know. He seemed depressed. Yeah. In, in, in I, the you show. know what? Like, he, uh, he I think he generally he... wanted everyone to succeed, yeah. and uh, and I remember the concept of the show. They were saying they wanted it to be a cross between um, the Trump show. Um, what was, what was oh, the, name the uh, Apprentice. Yes, Apprentice. It was supposed to be the difference between Don't Apprentice and American Idol. No, that was <laughs> that was the whole concept. That was sure. that was the, the swoop. But he didn't want to be as mean as Simon Cowell. And the only ah. thing I disagreed with, I never thought Simon Cowell was. I mean, he, 
I liked his bluntness. I liked his direct. He probably crossed the line show up numerous times. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch him every day, but yeah. I kind of like appreciate the fact. Like, no, you were horrible. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. like because I'm like at home going, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, say they're horrible. Why are you saying they're good? And I think that was the other concept of the E Network. This yeah. is what I think that reality shows could probably learn from. Is they that would, good though? The business is tough. You hear that kind of rejection all the time, right? Whether it's comics, singers. Right? Yeah, I laugh at it. Like, now you can't have sorry me. To, now you can't have me. That's what I say. Oh, you don't want me? You must be a loser. Well, that's, I mean, you guys got to have a tough skin. Let it roll off. Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, you I guess. Belief in yourself. I guess I don't particularly care for when um, just uh, being judged by somebody else when none of us are perfect. Yeah. I I, I never, like, the, the casting thing was kind of always weird to me because, look it, you're going to cast somebody else to play, to be a hockey player, and they've never played hockey. You're not that great of a cat. You can't find someone that played hockey. and you're like, they, Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, you're going to cast somebody to do stand-up comedy, and they never do stand-up comedy. You're a meathead. Because you know how difficult stand-up comedy is? you got to book a comedian to do that. You want to book a sitcom, you want to hire actors yeah, for yeah. a sitcom. Yeah. It's just the, the business is kind of strange. Like, I've always said that for years. If you look at the 10 best sitcoms that are out there, you got Cosby, Seinfeld, Cheers. What do they all have in common? Stand-up effing comedians. Anyways, yeah. am I getting loud? Yeah. <laughs> am I getting loud in the 0214 right. race? That's all right. Yes. So I'm bringing back the Vegas days. You're going Listen, out there next week. Uh, the Vegas the Vegas days, it's just uh, ever since that TV show, The Entertainer, I've kind of... It's that was that was filmed in Vegas. It was with Mr. <laughs> Las Vegas. He took a liking to me. I did not get the million dollar contract. You were asked for that. Right, right. I did get a contract. Uh, I was. I actually we actually worked it out. Whoever won, the other person would open for us. So, I ended up being the opening act at the Hilton um, for the for the for the first year after that. And uh, so there there was definitely benefits. To oh, I worked with the ex girls. I was the, I was the uh, in house master of ceremonies for the ex girls, which is a burlesque show. Which on paper it sounds great. Um, because it was. It really was great. I have to be honest with you. I can't. And, uh, of course. <laughs> Do you know what the next girls is? It's a show. The girls would wear pasties and the thing changed right in front of me. And I just had to be like, nothing was going on. Hey, how you doing? And now, that's now, acting. Well, let me tell you something. I should have got an award for that just right alone. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, lear I learned real quick. I le You learn quick in the industry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't try to pursue... It, it either happens, you don't try, or it doesn't happen. A lot of times, though, they would say, "Oh, you're so nice. I have a friend to meet you." I'm like, okay, I'll meet your friend. You know? Yeah. There you, go. you don't want to, where you work. Now, now, well, now we showed uh, actually um, uh, one of your bits. I love. I wanted to which, show. Which, okay, uh, which bit uh, is this? Stephanie, we got the second clip out in the Laugh Factory with the uh, with Dave Russo. Oh yeah, I remember this one. Yeah. I try to keep my material relatively clean, not so dirty. I wasn't allowed to curse when I was growing up. My mother would wash my mouth. I would. I. I try to keep my material relatively clean, not so dirty. I wasn't allowed to curse when I was growing up. My mother would wash my mouth out with soap. I don't know if your parents would do that to you, nod in your head. Yeah, you were lucky, though. Your mom probably grabbed, like, a new bar. Uh, yeah. Pick it up, public Yeah, school. my mom was thrifty. Pick it up. My mom would grab it right from the shower. I remember when I wrote that joke. Yeah. Me and my little brother 1999. <laughs> not the same bar of soap that washes dad's ass. And his balls. Curly cute. That that joke, I think I wrote that in 1999. You know, you try to write about things that um, experiences that happen in your life, and uh, well, no we one grew up with that. that. Yeah. you don't see that anymore. I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I don't I, do, I, do you do you watch? Huh? Do you watch? Do they watch? Do I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't my brother. I, 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 don't, I think it's illegal now. Is it really? I don't know. It's effective. <laughs> it was effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all we all grew up with that funny stuff, and you can tell by the audience that they all grew up like that. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, you know, everyone can over, relate. Everybody over thirty-five. Anyway. But if they look at it that way, though, like as kids, we never thought about that. But now you're like a touch. Oh my God! You used to put that disgusting thing from the shower in my mouth. What kind of person human being are you? <laughs> tough love. <laughs> yeah, tough. Yeah. Tough love. <laughs> 
Uh, Dial it up. So here we are. Yeah. So um, you're going back to the Laugh Factory mm-hmm. next week. Uh, I heard yeah. you say you're off this weekend. Have, has Dave Russo ever had a weekend off? Is it because he, of the Vegas trip falls on, on you know Monday? What? I think. Um, I think I, I got my dates mixed up, and I and somebody asked me. I said I was already booked. And, and <laughs> which I usually don't do. I, I'm actually pretty good. I just. It's nice when you get a day off. So yeah. I'm going to be doing 14 shows in Vegas oh, next week. I know. You know, I'm the only one that goes to Vegas. No kidding, they, they get sober. Because you, people, oh, I get drunk. You don't have to drink out there. There's so much to do out there. You can go to a, you can go to a Cirque show. Uh, there's great restaurants out there. I just walk, dude. I walk yeah. everywhere. I walk. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm practicing those 5Ks like, like you. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And, and then people, you probably drink. No, I'm on stage. There's 14 shows. I am on stage because I, I, I'm the host of the show 42 times. So I have to be back and forth on stage in one week 42 times. Yeah. You make one blunder because you're right. You yeah. trip off the stage, something stupid. Yeah. Have a good night, buddy. You're done. Yeah. So I've lasted 20 years. I can't believe I did it. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned it, not to go off. Well, it's, it's all about comedy tonight. But Steve Martin, I saw him in an interview early on. He used to uh, film his performances. Really? Or record his performances. Yeah, sure. And, or whether it's audio or video. And he used to have a... He used to have a, a drink as part of his project. <coughs> a waitress would give him a drink of the wine, and he'd do double, you know, two, three sets back in the old days. And he he listened back, and he caught himself slurring. And he said, "I'm never wow. ever going to drink again as part of an act or before a show." And Excellent. It was part of his act, but I was like, you know, wow, that's. I can teach you why. So, I, I thought you were going to go with the audio taping thing. I audio tape every show I've ever done probably for the last 10 years. You do? Every okay. show. Every single you. show. Because if anyone ever wants to say, oh, he said this or did this, or, you know, wait a minute, miscommunication. This is what went, went down. Or to cover yourself. It, it's to cover <laughs> yourself. And also, yeah. you know, uh, you're supposed to do 10 minutes. Well, I was on stage for 10 minutes. It's, it's, the business is very fickle. Oh, wow. So there's like little mini rules you have to know about. Yeah. But I do audio tape, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I did a show the other night in front of a bunch of Italian guys uh, raising money for a movie, um, Hungry Hill, out in Worcester. Like real legitimate wise guys that did federal time, and now they're on the up and up, and they're now they're raising money for, for a movie and stuff. And I went to a different place doing my comedy that, that I could get along with them. I don't know how I'm getting how my I'm getting on this uh, on this right. uh, on this on this little rampage. What were we talking about before that? <laughs> uh, about uh, go anywhere you want, dude. No, no, just saying about as far as uh, when you when you go on stage, yeah. you, you you know, opening up about just every every show is just so different. Every yeah. show, and now right now it's kind of more fun because I have an idea what I'm going to talk about, but I can always go off on it a little bit. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, uh, that's another thing I was going to ask you. You've been doing it for a long time. You obviously know a lot of comics, been doing it for a long time. But it's like, and you were an athlete, right? Yeah. You're, you're an athlete. You're competitive. Do you look at, like, oh, this, it, does it ever get complacent? Do you ever, do you ever not bring your A game? Not, that, in, not unintentionally. All right, you ready you know for this? Mean? Can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah. No. I, uh, listen, I'm, gonna t- I'm going on record right now. Yeah. People, pro- I bring it every time. Whether I want to or not, yeah. um, I love that Frank Santorelli, and I'm going to name drop him because he's always like, Russo, you got hate. I like that. There's <laughs> no movie with Paul Newman. He goes, you got hate. What he means is um, you, gotta, he, you bring it. No, you, you bring, bring it. it? Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I'm on stage for 30 minutes, okay? There's 24 hours in a day. Uh, it took me a half hour to get there. I have a half hour drive, so I can't, I can't suck it up for 90 minutes and, right. and, and be as yeah, great as no, I possibly I, can. Um, I thought, but you know, I, was... I used to look at those as challenges. Um, I, I'll give an example. Over the weekend, I had to do a show for the Mass Maritime um, MMA's 50th anniversary of their football program, and there was a lot of alpha males there. I'm on stage doing comedy in front of 200 men, and um, and if I had maybe leaned the wrong way, I could have probably been in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I had to like kind of. That's the other thing that keeps it fresh. You don't never know what kind of audience, right? For the most part. I love the fact. Same venue, like, but different you know, night. You know what the weird thing is? People are like, oh, you like your friends in the audience? I'm like, no, I don't want my friends in the audience. I want complete strangers because I'm putting a performance on there. Yeah. And sometimes I'll over-exaggerate and, have, and my friends, they'll, they'll, they'll know. Oh, that's not really true. Of course it's not true. Right. <laughs> I'm, doing a, I'm doing a character right now. Yeah. You know? 
Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so name some of these big shot headliners oh, you've gosh. worked with over the years. The list well, is too long. Well, I think it's kind of cool um, as a as a Boston comedian um, to just to say that I've gotten to work. I've gotten to work the strip in Las Vegas at the Tropicana. For one whole week with uh, the king of Boston comedy, Steve Sweeney. We did 14 shows together. Wow. Uh, the godfather of Boston comedy, Don Gavin, uh, numerous times in Vegas. Um, uh, the Boston comic legend, Lenny Clark, Joe Yannetti, Kevin Knox. Uh, one one person I never talk about, and he just recently passed away, is the amazing Jonathan. And in 07, I opened up for the amazing Jonathan. Wow. And it was for an MMA event, the Octagon. And we're at the Orleans. And don't ask me how this worked out, but the owners or the producers of this event are like Christians. Okay? <laughs> and so they requested not cursing and not doing any, any you know, blasphemous yeah. material. Yeah. I go on and absolutely... Die? No, I get killed. They're calling me. They're calling me. They're calling me names. They're calling me, you know, just like homophobic names. They're calling me, and I'm going. Ah, I'm a Christian. You know, <laughs> I can't go back. Right, so I just eat it. The amazing Jonathan goes on stage. F you, you quit. He just he rips the whole place a new butt. Right, destroys the. I mean, they were giving him a hard time too. But these are MMA, you know, alpha males. Go make him laugh before the show. Oh, and then one of the things they had girls dancing at the opening. Hey, Helen for the ladies, bring them back. <laughs> uh, stand up, I am standing up. You oh know? my god! Like, this is one, one crowd I, I couldn't like fight back. <laughs> the MMA. I'm like, listen, I could. Right, I can't even outrun you. Jesus, I'm in trouble. But yeah, that was a that was a fun time in Vegas. I'll tell you a great story in Vegas. So second time I ever played gambled ever in Vegas. I played seven card stud. It was right around the Texas Hold'em seven card stud sure. era. It was my second hit over the Monte Carlo. Televised that stuff, didn't you? I know, yeah. But I was at the Monte Carlo. It's now called MGM. It's next to the MGM. It's where the uh, Italy is. And I needed a three of hearts for a straight flush. And on the next the next card, I got a three of hearts for a straight flush. And the guy over here had a full house with aces. So because my straight flush beat his full house, the and not only did I win that pot, we kept betting back and forth, yeah. that the house gave me $500 in chips. For getting a high hand, getting a straight really? flush. Really? Yeah. It was my only, it was my second hand ever playing in Las Vegas. And you didn't uh, spend it on a prostitute? No, no. Come on, you missed that punchline. You missed that punchline. I said, sorry. what? I didn't spend it on a prostitute? No, I did not. Come on, you missed that punchline. It's a joke. No, you know I, can, I can honestly tell you this. These people always say that when I first went to Vegas, watch out for this, watch out for that, watch out for this. Um, <laughs> women have approached me, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not against it. I just... Uh, I couldn't have a, if I ever got in my, where I work at the hotel, I get arrested, you, you get killed, or you have to get hired again, right? I'm not against it. A woman, I remember a woman approaching me, right, and I was like, I said, I'm a, you know, thank you, but no thank you. She walked away, and like two seconds later, she was like talking to another guy, and for a split second, I, I got like jealous. I was like, <laughs> I, got, I, I was just playing hard to get. I mean, you left me kind of quick. What happened? You've already moved on. <laughs> you already moved on? <laughs> That's why I don't go for them. Listen, you're trying to, hey, I, since this is supposed to be comedy, let me write, let me do a new joke since, let's see if this will yeah. get me in trouble. All right? What, what, Lay it what, on me. Well, I was talking yeah. to you about this. So, yeah. pot is legal. I keep talking about this because the dispensary. Pot is legal. So, it's strange. Like, I go there because I have myopia. That's nearsightedness for you public school people. But anyways, <laughs> um, so uh, thank you. So I, I kind of like when I'm at the dispensary and I run to somebody that I know, I kind of feel the same embarrassment like when I was in the 90s and I would bump into somebody at like the porno store on Avenue Video. <laughs> when you run into somebody at Amazing, hey, how you doing, Amazing? Hey, that's Amazing Marijuana. I don't know. Same anyways, feeling. Uh, same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I tried writing jokes in the pot because, uh, but you can't do it. Like, like back in the day, this is a joke that I think would have worked back in the day. Pot is legal in Massachusetts. People, you think kids are fat now, you know what I mean? And you can't do that joke, you know what I mean? Because you can't say the P-H-A-T word. I don't know, uh, you know, and the, the whole joke is getting the munchies. If you let kids smoke pot now, you think kids are overweight now. That's the joke. They're going to be even more overweight. Yeah, it's pretty clear. God. That's funny, why, funny. Hey, if they were all great jokes, I wouldn't be on the 02148 <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon. Come on! 
<laughs> hey, wait a minute. Two of the three jokes worked. Uh, yeah. Listen, uh, yes. we're talking about Vegas tonight, but you got obviously a lot of other stuff going around, mm. and we first certainly want to touch upon Fulcino Vineyard. So oh. tell us a little bit about that, your okay. wine, and all right. Fulcino Vineyard, a taste of Italy, one hour north of Boston, next to Nashua in Hollis, New Hampshire. Uh, in 1988, uh, my cousin Al Fuccino moved up to Hollis, New Hampshire. They would vacation up there. Yeah. And he bought land in 1988. And uh, just about 12 or 13 years ago, he retired, and he's always made wine. And he said, I'm going for it, man. I'm going to start a winery. He just wanted to have a Zinfandel, a Pinot Noir, like a Sangiovese, yeah. and a Barbera, four wines. Well, now he has 40 wines. Okay, now he built a villa. Now it's open seven days a week from 11 to 7. I swear to God, it is like Disney World for adults. In the wintertime, they got cabanas. They got igloos. They got fireplaces. It is ultimate date night. Weddings. Weddings. Comedy night. They got Sinatra nights. They have have like 199. uh, Beautiful up there. That's right, too. I'll tell you what. The thing that I like the most about it is that uh, the small town community type feel. He's had the people that have been working for Al have been working in like 10 or 12 years. So like you're not getting like you're not getting I don't know what that is you're getting yeah whatever you need like they know right, right. the product they know they know uh, I mean they do like charcuterie boards now where they have mm. uh, imported cheeses and meats and and jellies and I'm supposed to know all this stuff and I don't the only thing I know is I know like they have a riesling it's called a bianco it's a riesling it's semi dry the notes are apples peaches and pears with a hint of lemon I've actually drank a whole bottle with my girlfriend and we did not get into a fight that's that's a pretty good reasoning <laughs> to drink this wine you know I have all these little things like the Bianca like uh, and my, my wine is a Malbec it's yeah. dry yep. it's jammy the more you drink the taller I look you know, jokes, jokes like this. You brought it down uh, the first time you were on the show. Buddy. I almost yeah. brought more. I almost yeah. brought more right now, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, do I want to start uh, drinking now? Yeah. Because it's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going away this weekend. I, I right. can't start drinking now. No. And with the with the Celtics possibly ending their season. Are they on tonight? On. Yeah. I'll definitely be drinking it. Are <laughs> 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 they on tonight? We'll, we'll Who do we bet on tonight? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, know. I don't I mean, gamble. Uh, LeBron got swept last night, so they were done. So interesting, interesting. He, he's been playing. He's been playing basketball it. twenty years. Interesting, he twenty years. Like he's thinking about retiring. He's not going to yeah. go anywhere. That's what yeah. they do the last year, and then they yeah. do like the then they and do the, the Rolling Rose. Stones. Last time performing ever for the next thirty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I was at Kobe's last game. Kobe Bryant. Get out at the Garden. Yeah. As oh, a matter of wow. fact, I'm not. I, I don't gamble. Like I, I never know how to gamble, but I did. I paid a lot of money for those tickets. Yeah. And I thought you said I came from an athlete background. Yeah. I said to myself, no way in hell the champion. Him is going to lose in the Boston Garden his last time, and we were favored, and and then the Lakers beat us. And I never, I just had that gut instinct yeah. because he was so. You want to talk about competitive? I mean, I like watching his stuff, and I'm sad. So I'm sad tragic. that he's passed. Oh, so tragic. He just yeah. it was super tragic, and he was just like. So I like watching his stuff, and and uh, I'm talking about. You know, doing comedy, but with comedy is seriousness. You have to be disciplined, and he was like one of those guys, the mumba. He had the mumba effect. Yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, the most COVID. of them aren't like that. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you know, know I'll I mean? tell you what. Uh, most of the most of the the, the great athletes, yeah. um, I would say, the most of the great athletes, like those ones that that are aside, are like that. You know, yeah, they have that uniqueness. Uh, you know, people say uh, Brady is a pain in the ass sometimes. Well, yeah, he's a champion. Jordan, oh, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, he's a champion. Right. You know, it, it's, yeah. you can't. You're not gonna hear any. Oprah, no. tough to work for. Well, number one show in the world. Yeah. Ellen, tough to work for. Well, number one show in the world. Yeah. Interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 None of look at people yeah. have said that to me. People said some people say you might be a little difficult to work. Yeah. Well, well, I guess if if you want a perfectionist and you want a champion, I guess I could be difficult to work with. Yeah. That's how I got them, and they go, "All right, good answer. Who hire you?" Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kobe. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect for him. Kobe, we beat him uh, once, and then he beat us in that 2010. Remember? I do remember that, and that one I didn't like. That one, I I, I thought I kind of thought they leaned towards him a little bit. Yeah. In that one, and plus we had older legs. That was an 07. Oh eight, I believe. Oh eight. It was 08. We won in 08. Then it was an 07. Then oh nine. Then, then, then we lost two years later. Then it was 2010. We 10. lost. So I thought we should have won. Yeah, we should. With Garnett and those guys. Won. Yeah. Right. That right. one I do. But I yeah. I uh, I tell you what, I tell you what. His his mentality. I I just I knew. I'm, I know I'm backtracking again. I think no way in heck the biggest rival was the Celtics when he went to the Lakers that yeah. he could lose the last time in the Boston Garden. Yeah, it was a good, you good know? call. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you know, I thought like that. He's got that self-drive. He just had that self-drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, good yeah. call. So, Fulcino Vineyard. Also, yeah. uh, once again, you're doing the Skippy Series down the Cape. 
You know, um, this has one. this has just turned into something unbelievable. So South Yarmouth, Cape Cod, yes. Skippy's Pier One, uh, Sandy. Uh, it offered it out of the blue. A uh, radio friend of mine down there. I, I had I had hosted the Music Awards. I want to say in like 2010, 11, or twelve or something like that at Gillette Stadium. And then they were doing a comedy series, and the guy called me and said, "Hey, man, we're doing a they they're, they're uh, Sandy's paying us to promote her restaurant, and she wants to do a comedy series. Why don't you produce the show?" So I just I started doing shows on Monday nights in the summer, and it got popular. Chance Lang used to do it on Tuesdays, way back in the day, at a place called Christine's. So we said, let's give it a shot. Let's, let's try it Mondays, though. Yeah. And Mondays turned out to be a little better than Tuesdays, just because I guess people are coming in. I guess people come in on Sundays, and Start they want to the do something on Monday nights, yeah. so it kind of works pretty good. And yeah. she has a good following. It's uh, Skippy's Pier 1. We're actually doing uh, five shows in June. It's uh, June 3, 10, 17, 24, and then July 1st. And the, the shows we have put together, Christine Hurley, uh, it goes uh, Steve Sweeney, Paul D'Angelo, uh, Christine Hurley, Jerry Thornton, Dave Russo, Mark Riley, and then Tom Carter from America's Got Talent, his wife, Carrie Louise. So we got, that's, like an, that's just like Saturdays in June, and we'll be doing Mondays all summer. Now you you produce the shows. Are you there? Are you emceeing each show? Or you perform no, on no. a particular night. If right? you go on the Eventbrite yeah. uh, list, I'm probably there every other week or every third week. Yeah. Um, I co-produce with, with Matt Mishy, oh, right, and right. Uh, so he'll host a show. I'll host a show. Um, I got into the producing um, basically because I mentioned Bob Gephardt back in the day, who used to book the Tropicana, the guy from Philadelphia. Um, he he used to go on stage in a suit. Now, he was a big drinker, but he had a big personality. Yeah. And he would go on stage and actually, like, MC, hello, welcome to my club, and, and do all this. And then, and then he would bring on the opening. And the first show he produced was Rosie O'Donnell, Drew Carey, and Ray Romano. That wow. was just, that's how he produced the show. So I kind of took a liking to that because, unfortunately, around this area, not all the clubs, in the 80s, they used to have the headliner, 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 or headliner host. And then they went backwards because people's ego. Oh, why do I have to make? Why do I have to warm up the crowd? Let the opening act go up. So first impressions are very important. So whenever I produce a show, I always make sure the first guy is actually probably the second best guy on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm doing a show with Mark Riley. It's Mike Riley, myself, and Pete Costello. I'm headlining the show. So I'm gonna have probably Riley host. He's a little stronger than Pete. Pete's more middle of the lane. And he's more energetic. So he's going to break him open. He's going to be level. And then by the time I get up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ready to roll. There's a rhythm. There's yeah. definitely a rhythm to come. The other way is they put a guy who's not that good, right, at the beginning, okay. opening act. Yeah. People are like, all right, whatever. They're walking in. Who cares? Yeah. The second one probably going to do good. And the third one will kick ass. But I like having first impressions of Rain. But you, you want to, you want to open. A lot of times you'll see an opening act come in talking about his private area, doing this, and you're like, dude, we're at the restaurant. You're the opening act at a restaurant. People are eating right now, and you're talking about uh, soap jokes. That's funny because uh, <laughs> I, I, I told you before the show, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, went up to Giggles, Giggles when sure. Jimmy Walker was in Sure. JJ's Dynamite. So, so JJ, Kid Dynamite. And uh, so I thought, okay. And by the way, Christine Hurley, who killed sure. it, Paul D'Angelo, was great. a great night of comedy. Mm -hmm. But I was expecting to him see to be the Jimmy at the end, yeah. right? So all of a sudden, see I, that? Uh, all of a sudden see I that? see him walking out at the beginning. Yeah. And he does, you know, 20 minutes just And he was great. And yeah. he was great. Yeah. And then he MC back and forth. I go, oh, that was cool. But so I, now there's an art. There's an art to being the MC and there's an art to, being, to doing comedy. It's totally different. His personality sold a lot of that stuff, sure. didn't it? Sure. Didn't it, right? Yeah. yeah. And he, had great, he has great jokes. Yeah. But he's yeah. Jimmy J.J. Walker. Yeah. He's done and seen it all. And you don't expect to see this guy go, how about you? You know what I mean? You don't right. expect to see that. <clears throat> so he's already earned the trust at the beginning. Great choice for an yeah. opening act. Great choice for a host right there. Yeah. Likeable. Not going to blow the room off the place so the person after him can't go on. He's level. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, so. very good. Did you work with him? I, I worked with, as a matter of fact, he just came up 10 years ago. He actually, he does, he, he digs me. He always says, says, how's Russo doing? So the first year I ever worked with him, I asked him if he minded if we did a contest. And we, I had... And uh, we just promoted that he was going to be. It was his first time out here at Giggles. Yeah. And so I was open ad. I promoted him, and we sold out the shows, and we did some paraf uh, not paraphernalia. That's, that's drug stuff. We did uh, some uh, memorabilia, <laughs> memorabilia, uh, and a little bit of paraphernalia. Jimmy J J Walker. Uh, no, but uh, it was dynamite. Um, you know what? He should probably come up with his own weed. Kid dynamite uh, grass. You know, it's you know, it's, it's a banger. I don't know. Yeah.
Well, uh, he was very nice. Got to meet him at just say hello. Oh, he's a sweet guy. He's really, you know what? Yeah. You wouldn't. I mean, he worked with Norman Lear. He worked with one of. Oh he worked God. with the with the, with the with yeah. Yeah. And um and he yeah. I mean he changed that whole that TV show was very instrumental in uh I mean I know I, I know why I watched it. I'm sure you watched it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you watched it. I mean favorites. and I learned I learned a lot about James the yeah. father and, oh, yeah. and yeah. uh and uh, yeah uh, and then Jesus was black I never knew that. <laughs> Come on people these are comedians. Yeah. Um, he was very good in. It. He's just he was uh, You know what? I loved that show. Yeah. I loved that show. Thelma. Great. Thelma was yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now did you know that the mother uh, I want to say as like an Ivy League, super smart, uh, Mrs. Um, James. I could always do her voice. Yeah, yeah. What, not, ah. what was her name? It'll come to us. Google it. Somebody Google her. Yeah. But no, she was like I just I just because she's no longer with us. She's uh, since passed, I believe. Right. And I guess she was an, an award-winning, like super talented. Anyways, that was good yeah, time. Circus seventy-seven. Uh, I was like I did work with him in Vegas I as well. I might by the way, see you there, giggles that night. No. Where was I that night? I think I was. You uh, were playing. I think you were. I think you were up north. I could have. I could have yeah, possibly you were been. Definitely playing somewhere. Yeah, but I have worked I with Jimmy uh, yeah. in Vegas at the Riviera. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, we, we we grabbed a couple pictures, David, and just oh. wanted your comment. Some you, of my Vegas you worked stuff. with. You worked with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Do we have that picture, Steph? Can you imagine that? Could you? Let's see if we got that. December thirtieth. Look at him. December thirtieth. This was December 30th, because I was working New Year's Eve 2020. And so this was December, it was two days before New Year's Eve. This past year? Uh, 2020, right before oh, the pandemic. Sorry, right before the pandemic, no lie. The pandemic happened in March That's of 2020. Right. right before And it was December, December 30th, and I got him on audio tape. Hey, kid, you killed. Yeah, really? I did pretty well. I did nice pretty guy. well. He, you know what? He's the same person off stage that he is on stage. Yeah. He is the real deal. Yeah. I mean, he's like, come on, take this picture now. That's, yeah. You know, and he's like yeah. this in the picture. That's you can see him like this. Like, he didn't change character. You know, Stephen Wright's like that. Lenny Clark's like that. Steve Sweeney's like that. Don Gavin. These people, they're the real deal. They don't change their character offstage from ours. That's, that's really the, the, the real deal. Well, of course we had. We had a picture of you and Lenny. We got to show that, Steph. Hey, Lenny Clark, uh, you're crazy, son of a gun. Yeah. Lenny's uh, just got cast to be in a new really sitcom. Is. Right on the strip. Looking good, right? Right. Yeah. This that's is how. That's picture. right in front. Yeah. That's right in front. You know who I saw there that day? No lie. Ah, Joe Panadosi. Oh. One of Marlon's best. Yeah, he was he's out one in of the host here. Well, how's this sound? So I got to give him a shout out. So yeah. this week that I was out there with Lenny Clark, I, I want to say it happened to be the 20 year anniversary of a dear friend of mine, ours, uh, Mr. Dooley, who had passed away, who Joe was his best man in the wedding. He was, my, she, he was married to my. Godfather's sister, Joe Dooley, and it was the 20th anniversary of Joe Dooley's passing. He happened to be out there. I happened to be out there, and we just kind of went into it. What the hell are you doing here? That's wild. It was totally, un and, and I was there, yeah. we, you know, so it was awesome. Did We're you hanging break bread with Joe out there? I, I, broke it, I broke bread with Joe. Joe, uh, I mean, what a great representation we have in oh, all this. Oh, awesome. Imagine awesome. he's, like, you know, representing He was, a, he was a, a rotating host. I've been on the show. Oh, the show. That's As right. As a matter of fact, I remember one time I put on too much cologne. <laughs> I go, wait, if you can smell it too much, well, you're Italian. Jeez, I must have way too much. That's another joke I'm wearing. Cop pulls you over. You've been drinking and driving? No. Why do you have cologne, mouthwash, gum? I'm like, because oh, I'm Italian. <laughs> And he's got the RKO show now. Break, breaking bread with yes. Joe Pianadosa. You've been on. That I, I, was, as well, I right? think I was on one of his uh, one of his pilot episodes. Yeah. I love, look, yeah. at, I've had more fun with Joe. His his, his son produces yeah, it now. Yeah, son's very involved. Um, yeah, it's good and stuff. And I love the bread. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very good. You know, we touched upon your athletic career. Okay. Right in wrestling, We're went to Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, state champion. So you know what? Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, Malden High School's first state wrestling champion in 1988, where I took this shirt from Kama Capuccio, who was president, uh, who was uh, king, of, <laughs> king of the prom that, that year. I said, he's going to be famous. I'm taking his shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and you know what? Um, it's funny. There's uh, The biggest highlight I still think of my, my life was that in 1988, it was February 15th, um, at the end of the state tournament, they announced who was voted most valuable wrestler of the tournament. It's called OW, Outstanding Wrestler. Yeah. And I remember my whole goal that year was just to win the state tournament, not to get the MVP or anything like that. Was, and I remember, like, uh, my day was over. I was like, oh, I'm psyched. I won it. I'm great. And they announced OW. And I remember my dad going, like, raising, like, he was more excited. 
And I'll never forget that because still this day I go, he is so psyched for me. I I could care less. I just want I only wanted that little the tournament card I won the yeah, yeah. That's a bonus. Don't get me wrong, it's a bonus. And um and I'll never forget that, but something kind of tops that. And if I could share this with you, because we mentioned the MOA yeah, earlier. This is kind of a serious thing, but please. So Lepresti, Daniel Boyle, Brian O'Boyle, Johnny O'Boyle, Dave O'Brien, they always said when you're gonna coach, come back and give back. So I would come back and give back. And in 92, there was a great team we had. Cadillac Carabino. Um, we had Louis Vasquez, to name a couple of the guys, right? Unfortunately, uh, that team got in a little bit of trouble, so they did not get to fulfill and perform or play. Uh, I guess they went out one night and they got in trouble, so that didn't happen. Um, fast forward four years later, I mentioned Cadillac Carabino and I mentioned uh, Louis Vasquez. Well, Louis Vasquez's sister, Carrie Vasquez, was a fan of myself being wrestling and the fan that I had gotten helped Louie get into wrestling. And the kid Louie, I, I got to tell you something right now, not only one of the best looking kids I've ever seen, an athlete like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. So, I mean, just legs, just strong, and just just a beast. Well, I remember Kerry, um, you know, being impressed at what, what the wrestling program did for her brother. Because sure. the brother kind of got in a little bit of trouble. Sure. You know that, right? Yeah. Fast, yeah, the structure. Thank you. So fast forward. Unfortunately, uh, Louis and, and I say as I love was one of the uh, fell victim to unfortunately overdosing on that horrible Jeez. drug, the um, the fentanyl, early on. Well, Carrie's son Tyler. The day that Louis passed out was her son Tyler's first day at St. John's Prep. Okay, uh, Carrie got her son Tyler into wrestling. Because of Louie and, and, and because of the program, the Malden, you know, she was a fan. It, w- it was great. Well, this kid, Tyler, this past year, won the state wrestling championship on the same exact date that I did, February 15, 14, 15, 34 years to the day, and, um, and got the Outstanding Wrestler Award for that wow. tournament. Now, I've never met the kid. I've followed him. Kerry once said to me, Dave, I always tell him, my son, that, you know, we used to watch you wrestle and my brother wrestle, and that's pretty much how right. she became interested in wrestling. Right. And so I'm like, wow, I, I, that's, I feel as though I have a, even a mini little thing, like, oh, wow, a little bit of me, kind of like, I feel so proud. Yeah. But I'm even more proud to say this. Not only did this kid win the state wrestling championship and get voted Australian wrestler, he became and is the number one wrestler in the United States of America. Seriously? Nas- national champion. Wow. Our first national champion. And this is the coolest thing ever. He just signed, he signed a four-year scholarship with Stanford University. This kid's going to Stanford. That, that is, is how awesome. Un- so that means that he's got awesome. this. Yeah. And he's got this. Yeah. And he's from 02148, so he's got he's go. got to be tougher That's than fantastic. anyone. I mean, I get chills when I think about this. You Kerry, know. congratulations. Tyler, Tyler Knox, congratulations. And uh, so I've, even though even though uh, you know Tyler represented St. John's Prep and he's going to be representing Stanford, you know the mother's originally from Malden, so we got some Malden. There ties you go, that, and you know, uh, you know yeah. just indirectly, you had this profound impact. Uh, certainly, that's what Kerry was. Uh, uh, you know, just a mini little. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where um, it, it, I helped out for wrestling probably about four years after college, and uh, and and it's it's surprising every once in a while someone will pop in, hey coach, I'm like, hey geez, it's been a while you hear that, so. Yeah, it was nice to be able to give back a little bit, or at least be some type of that like, intertwining matrix. That's a good story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, yeah, my Mr. Pleasure. Russo. My believe pleasure. it or not, we got under 10 minutes left. Under 10 minutes, we all right. Cruise. I'm going to do 10 more minutes of new material. It's gonna, go. I'm going to start. Let's do politics. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do any political jokes. I don't want the government to know where I am. <laughs> um, I can tell you one thing, though, and I don't mind talking about certain things. As long as you're not trying to, I'm not trying to push any buttons. I can tell you this, like uh, the Grenier woman who was a Russia. Um, Griner, yes. Griner? I forget her yeah. first. Um, she was. Um, well, I, I can tell you this. Recently released. Right. From Russia. Yeah. Right. So I actually think that we should have gotten her, right? I, right away I was like, do not let this gov- them use her against us. Right, yeah, and no. plus we're supposed to be like the big strong guy. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna let a, a you know not to be you know because it's a different era right now. But in my head, I'm going, yeah. you're gonna let her take the abuse for us. Yeah. Don't do that. And and you know what? And and, I, and to her and to her credit, okay, she's back here now, and I'm very thankful for that because she's one. Of, she's still an American. We have the of right course. to we have the right to argue with what we like and don't like. Of course. And who knows what? She, but but now 
Now, dude, this is, the, I think, the coolest thing. Now she stands for the flag, and yeah. she says, I have a different opinion now. Yeah, God bless And you know what? So, so that's my political right there. Just, you know, watch what happened. Yeah. Okay, she got, if she was against it, now she's like, well, maybe I'm in. We can all change. Yeah, so that, that's, that's my true. political. And should we talk about Bud Light? Let me tell you something. But well, you brought that up because I, 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 and you can go into this story, sure. but let me just tell you, I, first of all, you're, you're doing Facebook Live. You're doing live from the convent. <laughs> yeah. Convent's a whole other show, Dave. You've got to come back. We'll do the live from the convent. convent. I'll explain how I got but the shirt. I was shirt. surprised. Uh, you, you opened one of your Facebook Lives with the, with the Bud Light, and I said, wow, where's he yes. going with this? But uh, yes. typical Dave Russo. I love this. I love this joke. I wish you had the video. You know the video, right? Okay. So let me explain. So the Bud Light thing, this is how the joke went. You can see it on Dave Russo Comic Act Facebook page. It was basically, um, I said, the media is trying to divide us. That's the whole, that's the setup. The media is trying to divide us. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there, if you saw, you, I don't know if you saw it, but there's a guy who was giving away free Bud Lights. Yeah. Uh, and no one was taking them because it was an, an American. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just giving away free, and no one would take them. Well, I'm from Malden, so I, <laughs> I went and took them. <laughs> I think it's more un-American if you don't drink the beer. So uh, that's my take on Bud Light. That's um, it, free beer. Right, free beer. Yeah. And you know what? Um, that's a Malden thing. Well, it just, <laughs> if you, you talk about what you know, and if I, I don't have enough knowledge on what they're fighting, what they're, this, this, what they're fighting. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah. but I still have an opinion. I still have a take on it, and that's yeah. my take on it. Free beer, I'll take it. That's you brilliant. Don't want, hey, you don't want it? I'll take it. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Th- now they know where to send it. Send now it, they know where to send, send it. it to the convent. To the convent. I love it. Hashtag uh, 02148. Well, it's great having you on tonight. Listen, yeah. the other thing, you, I saw, I caught you on the, uh, the, the sports podcast, the oh. Bruins Presser. I like you saying that. Thank Let's you. Bring up Joe the Haggerty. Bruins. That, and we got the Celtics tonight. They're down 3-0. Maybe they can come back. We don't know. But I don't think so. But the Bruins are, are <laughs> one of the biggest disappointments yeah. as a sports fan for me. And, and okay, so, so news, news flash here. So Joe Haggerty podcast, he covers the Bruins. He's been doing I, I think I met Joe, I want to say 2011-12. Uh, He's been doing it over a decade. Yeah. And I get to perform on his, uh, I got to be on his podcast. Hopefully I'll, I'll be more of a regular on there. But I, I, f- I realize how much passion I have with hockey and how the fact that there are two different seasons. Look at the Bruins lost, okay? They had seven games to not make that happen, and it happened. So that's the only one thing I can, in sports, I'll be more upset about a girl that broke up me 10 years ago than that loss. I can, I can let a loss go and move on so much easier because I know I'm going to get back on the horse and I'm going to win. The Bruins guys, uh, they're out. So now who do we have? We have Matthew Kachuk. Um, for now, see, now you're giving the face. I actually want Florida to win because they beat us. So if they lose, then we're not even the second best. I know second best kind of stinks, but I don't want to be third or fourth best. So no, I mean, Kachuk, I want, local kid. And, right? and, 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 well, he's a local. His dad uh, went to Malden Catholic. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe he graduated two years after me. <laughs> and then, but then you get, but then you get J- uh, Jack Eichel yeah. for the Golden Knights in Vegas. He's a BU kid, so... I'm going to be out there in Vegas, May 29th through June 4th. Hopefully, uh, Vegas is playing Florida, and I'm going for Florida. Even though I love Jack Eichel. Yeah, I'm going for Florida. Yeah. I'm going for Kachuk. I'm like staying that. local. I mean, that, that guy just. I'm staying he, local. He, he just, and he beat us. He beat he us. He just was killing us. He beat us. And, and you know what? And he's, and he's doing it. He did it again. four overtimes. He scores the winner. The other um, one, right? Look at uh, All I know is that he's having a season. He's yeah. having a playoff. He's having a playoff. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, but if you need me to play, I'll come in. So and, and and then and then speaking of Vegas, we got our old friend Cassidy out there. I forgot to mention friend. that, you know, yeah. and I'm actually friendly with him. I am definitely contacting him when I'm yeah, getting I was out there. Say, you gonna catch a playoff? Well, game my, show's eight, my show's eight. My show's 8:30 and 10:30. I don't think they do afternoon shows there. I'm getting there on Sunday. I tell you what, this is what I'll do. If I'm out there and there's gonna be a game, well, I'll stay an extra couple of days. Hell yeah! I'll just put all my money on red and see if it had. I'll buy the ticket yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, I'll go, what, what I'll go red or uh, glow. What's your take on that? I mean, I like well, money. I I thought my, the, the Bruins oh. had the year of the... the <clears throat> okay. So uh, this is my... History-breaking year, this, so the expectation. All right, my take, my take, on, the, my take on the Bruins is quite, quite quick, okay? Yeah. If you ever played pickup hockey or a game on a Monday night with your buddies when you have uh, 25 people on the bench, okay, and then you're rotating through, that's what happened with the Bruins. They had too many stars. And they were rotating them through, and they weren't getting all the same action. They weren't getting gelling, and they were switching up lines. It was, put it this way, 
We need another part. There was a lot of mistakes on that one. A lot of, a lot of right it in was. front of your face going, why are you fixing what's not broken? I know. Why are you changing the aim? That the, why is the team that won 16-1 the last 17 games not the starting team? I'll go on and on with you right now. I know, I know. Hey, we're overthinking. Hey, Dave Russo, great to have you. Thank you. This ah, was awesome, man. Love hanging with yeah. you. Uh, we're going to go drinking after this. We're going we're to go bet against Celtics. the Celtics. No, swim. Uh, listen, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You make people laugh. And I'm going to leave everybody uh, with a quote from uh, Charles Dickens, the English writer, A Christmas Carol, of course, Oliver Twist and whatnot, who said, There is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. And Dave Russo brings it. He brings it every night. Thanks, Dave, for coming. Malden, catch some of that laughter. See you next month. God bless.